If you haven't gone back and listened to some of our previous episodes, what are you waiting for? We have now recorded over, I think, 130 of them with some pretty amazing guests and solo episodes are pretty great too, if I do say so myself. But if you haven't done so, go back and just kind of give it a look and find something that really resonates with you and take advantage of the knowledge given in that episode. But for right now, I am jumping in with the incredible Christina Hauser. Let's go. Ever found yourself teetering on the edge of throwing in the towel? You know, asking yourself questions like, is this supposed to be this hard? Or is it even possible to succeed at this entrepreneur thing? I completely get it because I built my successful businesses while juggling major health issues for my children and myself, debt piling up to my eyeballs and so much more. Want to know how the hell I succeeded and how you can too? Tune in to find out. Here we go. Listen up, entrepreneur, because today's episode could drastically change the way you physically feel on the daily. I'm happy to welcome Christina Hauser to today's show, and she's had a heck of a health journey, which I'm going to let her tell you all about that. But her journey ultimately inspired her to found a multifaceted product and lifestyle brand company called Good LFE, which focuses on health and wellness for those struggling with SIBO and IBS. And she's also releasing her first book, congratulations, by the way, on April 12th. And that's entitled the LFE cookbook, low fermentation eating for SIBO, gut health and microbiome balance. So Christina, number one, thank you for telling us what all of that stuff means, because I'm excited to learn. And number two, thank you so much for being here with me today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm thrilled. I just love your podcast. It's incredibly empowering and um, (laughs) inspiring. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Well, so are you, my dear. So I want to jump into your story because I have a similar one where it took me years and years to get through things and it takes a whole lot of resilience. So jump in for us and give us the the rundown on your journey. It sure does. I mean, I feel like I've been on a health odyssey for the last eight years. (laughs) Um, After my, my third baby and some complications during birth, I had to go on some pretty strong antibiotics. And that caused very strange symptoms um, and side effects. So I was experiencing brain fog and bloating and a strange rash on my face. And of course, all my doctors said, it's postpartum, don't worry about it. Everything will clear up. It's all in your head. Um, You're silly. I went to about 12 GI doctors in New York City and they all said I should go see a therapist and probably prescribe an antidepressant. And I just, it was my third kid, you know, and I know my body enough to know that it wasn't that. And I didn't feel like myself. So cut to two years of, of bouncing from doctor to doctor. A friend of mine said, you should go see this holistic um, doctor called um, Frank Lip- Lipton. And I went to see Frank. He took one look at my eyes and my tongue and told me I had a GI disorder called SIBO, which stands for small intestine bacterial overgrowth. 
And of course, I've never heard of this before. Right. It's very hard to diagnose because right. your symptoms could be a variety of things, um, excessive bloating, brain fog, stomach aches, um, and everything in between. So he told me to go to my GP and have a breath test done, which tests your methane levels. And sure enough, I had it. Um, my GP then sent me or told me that I should see doctors Mark Pimentel and Rezai at Cedar sinai in Los Angeles. And luckily enough, work brought me to LA and I was able to see them. Nice. And that, that then started this, this project and journey in this company. And my day job is real estate. In my wildest imagination, I never thought I would write a cookbook, um, <laughs> exploring food, you know, a, a food lines, packaged foods. Um, so this is all very new to me, but I, I am a bit of a serial entrepreneur. So of course I would end up creating a company out of, out of this issue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so many of us do, right? Like I've, I've seldom met an entrepreneur that didn't, you know, have an issue that they decide to solve with a company. But I mean, I want to back up because what you're describing, I mean, unfortunately, I don't know, almost all of the women I know, especially right after they have a child, myself included, have gotten exactly the treatment that you just stated, which makes me really sad. Um, and infuriated at the same time. So I want to remind people too, that you were dealing with three children. And like you just said, real estate and a business and a family while having a full-time job of going doctor to doctor, correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. I probably should have taken the advice of some of those GI doctors and gone on antidepressants, but I did. Um, <laughs> but then they would have been right. We're not going to let them do that to you. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, but you know, when I did find out what was wrong with me, when Dr. Rizai confirmed that it was SIBO, they put me on a low fermentation eating plan. Um, this diet plan that they've been researching and working on for the last 20 years. Now the plan is, is flexible, right? But yeah. when you're dealing with this disorder, it's it's also overwhelming. And of course I became my own doctor on, doc, on WebMD and I would print <laughs> out the low FODMAP diet. I printed yes. out the low fermentation diet. I printed out all these diets. And before I knew it, I could eat like chicken and rice. Exactly, and, yeah. And I just didn't have time to deal with this disorder. I'm pretty social. I wanted to go out. I like to entertain. Um, and so I, I decided that I was going to give Dr. Rezai a real chance and believe in them. And I took their, their eating plan and started playing with recipes, which then turned into this book. Yeah. And they introduced me to a wonderful nutritionist in LA that they work with, Robin Berlin, who's a co-author on the book and she made sure it was all SIBO friendly and um, she has some recipes in there as well. Um, so that's, that's why I wrote the book. It was for several reasons. I felt really isolated and wanted to provide a solution. There was a clear opportunity there in the end and it kept me focused, you know, selfishly enough. If I was working on the recipes, I didn't have an excuse to fall off the wagon and go right. eat, you know. Right. 
whatever it was that I was craving. Yeah. So, I mean, how did you, uh, from a resilience perspective, I guess, like, how did you mentally just keep going or did you just keep going and didn't slow down? Like you said, like you just kept busy to kind of keep your mind going with this. Cause that's a lot, that's a lot to deal with. Like you said. Yeah. Um, that, that's how my brain works. You know, I, I thrive under chaos and <laughs> like and most I, entrepreneurs. Yep. Good job. <laughs> we like it. It's we like it. <laughs> There isn't enough time to worry about just one thing. You know, you yeah. spread the worry out and, and the neuroses. But it kept me, it kept me focused. And I'm grateful for it um, because hopefully the book will help a bunch of people. There are millions of people who aren't diagnosed because there's a stigma around GI health. Yep. There are too many moms who are just too busy to figure out what's going on. I kept pushing, um, pushing along in this in the investigatory period and wouldn't take no for an answer because I just didn't have time to feel sick. You know, I had this real estate business. I have these kids, my husband, which is another <laughs> another slightly yeah, maybe like, kid I don't really know. Depends on how you describe him in the moment kind of thing. Lovely person. Yes. Lovely, lovely, yes, lovely yes. person. Um, but you know, a relationship to look after as yeah. well. And and I didn't have time to be bloated and in pain. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine that, that you didn't have time for that. And I think what you're saying though, that I, and again, I hear, I just hear this from so many women and have experienced it myself firsthand is that you're not asking for a lot. <laughs> like you're asking for the bare minimum of, I don't really want to feel like shit every single day. Can we just get us, can somebody help me get to a baseline, which is why I'm really glad that you created this because you're exactly right. There are so many moms, so many people out there who have normalized it. Yeah. Right. Like, in, and thankfully you didn't, and we can have this book coming into the world, but you know, have you, have you seen that people have just kind of like normalized, like, well, this is just how it is. Yeah, absolutely. Like, okay, well, I'll just feel eight months pregnant after this dinner and I'll just wear a bigger size. And that's that, Yeah, you know, and it's, it's not fair. And there are a, a bunch of women who don't, or don't have access to the doctors I had access to and the information. And I thought that if, well, if I'm putting four years into pooling this information, it better benefit more than one person. Yeah. So hopefully it does. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure it will. So can you explain some of the things that, you know, some of the terms that I said when I was reading your bio, I'm sure people don't understand like microbiome or low fermentation. So wherever you want to start, because you know, way better than I do, you know, could you explain some of those things? Of course. So low fermentation eating is essentially, um, a diet lower in fiber <laughs> to, to minimize excessive growth of bacteria in your small intestine. When you have GI issues, um, and you're battling SIBO or IBS. Well, no, if you're battling SIBO, you have an excessive um, amount of bacteria in your small intestine, which should not be there. And so to kill off that bacteria, you need to stop feeding it too much fiber. Now, some people will have GI issues and run to get uh, you know, ferment, fermented foods and yogurts and probiotics and um, all of those things that food companies and clever 
marketing people are telling us we need, right? right, right. Actually, people are disrupting their, their gut even more and just feeding more bacteria. So you, you truly have to get diagnosed and figure out what's going on and figure out the root of the problem. Sure, fermented food and probiotics might be great for some disorders, but for SIBO, it's not. So right. low, low fermentation eating is another option, another alternative to low FODMAP eating, which is very restrictive. Yes. Low FODMAP diet can be used for a short period of time, but not for patients suffering with SIBO for long periods of time. Yeah. I mean, I, I read that in your information because I've been asked to be go on the low FODMAP. I can't even tell you how many times. Um, and you're right. It's like, you know, I consider myself a pretty diligent person, but that was like next level restraint <laughs> Like when it came, when it came to that one. And, you know, but like you're saying, it's really interesting that we're told the opposite, like huh, the, the entire campaign around probiotics, and I'm not anti-probiotic by any means, but to your point, you know, our guts are made up of so many different things based on what we eat and what we do, that it's not just here, take this probiotic, which is what I hear a lot of <laughs> from doctors. Yeah, exactly. And your microbiome is, is incredibly important. You know, it consists of, um, it's an ecosystem in, a, in and of itself, right. you know, and there's a very delicate balance there. And so if there is an imbalance, it then can affect all areas of your health. You know, there are, there are links, links to, well, take me for instance, I was suffering from brain fog, right. which is really affecting my productivity and my day-to-day -day -day life. I had derm dermatology issues all over my face. Mm -hmm. um, some people experienced even more serious side effects. So it's, your gut is your second brain. Yeah. You, you really need to look after that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing is, you know, the fact that you just said that they were quick to prescribe you, like send you to a psychiatrist or a psychologist or to put you on an antidepressant. Like a lot of people don't think of that when they think gut issues to your point. Like I know, I know if I eat the wrong thing and it messes my microbiome up, forget about it. Like my brain is just toast. But again, as a woman, it's could be hormones. It's like you play a game of could be hormones, could be mental illness, could be gut microbiome, like all of these things. So you know, how do you recommend that somebody go about, do they just go to their doctor and say, give me the breath test? Like, what do you think would be a good step for that? Well, if you are severely bloated and you have abnormal GI symptoms, then yeah, um, I would definitely add a breath test to the, to the protocol of investigating what's going on. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And definitely. it's a simple, really simple test. Yeah, it, takes it is about an hour. It's yeah. not a big deal at all. Yeah. And I mean, it could be a massive relief on a lot of levels, especially, you know, like when you've normalized something and you just think you have to just deal with it. Um, so what went into building up this book? Like you said, you got really focused on the recipes and stuff like that, but it took you a long time, right? So, you know, <laughs> how did you, how'd you do that with three kids and real estate and everything else too? Well, it started out being a passion project. You know, and as I said, I didn't intend on writing a book, um, but before I knew it, I had a stack of recipes and I thought to myself, well, 
I might as well share them. Um, and a good friend of mine, Richard was in publishing and he's an incredible graphic designer. And, um, I reached out to him and asked if he could help. So I definitely had a fantastic team around me and great friends that supported me, um, that, you know, ultimately brought me here. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So what's your ultimate goal with the book? Like if you had pie in the sky, anything could happen with it. What would you like to see happen with it? For the book? I mean, truly, if I could empower people to advocate for themselves, you know, through this book and and these wonderful conversations, that's a huge goal. And, And the second one, of course, is you know, to give people the ability to socialize again and have have wonderful meals with their family and not have to cook four different things. Like, right. let's be real. I have three kids. One of them is won't eat dairy. The other one won't eat this. The other one's like <laughs> my free. And then I have to cook for a SIBO meal. You know, I just yeah. said no. So luckily enough, the SIBO patients can't. Uh, are lactose intolerant, which ticked one family issue <laughs> off the list. Two of you, at least, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Killed two birds there. Um, but this, these recipes are family favorites. They're super easy. Um, everybody loves them. There are beautiful weeknight meals along with with dinner party options. It's a really versatile book that I'm incredibly proud of. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Now, have you seen any, just because I know sometimes it can cross between mother and child too. Do your kids deal with any, if you're, if you're okay answering that, do your kids deal with any GI stuff too? No, no, but in thinking about like genetic um, GI disorders, both of my parents did grow up. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And, And I'm convinced that, that there's a link there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would, it would make sense. Remember I had a test that was, um, you know, basically TMI, but stool test that basically told me I did not have any good bacteria or whatever the type was in my body. And they said that that came from the parents, but that's something that's like passed down from generation to generation. And that, and then both of my children had GI issues and I was like, oh, well that makes sense. Why isn't anybody talking about that part of it? Right. Cause it has to come from somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the research around SIBO and, and IBS is very new. 20 years ago, SIBO wasn't a disorder at all. Right. Um, so even GI doctors now are coming to terms with this being uh, a recognized disorder. Interesting. Five, five years ago, I had GI doctors roll their eyes at me. I mean, respected yeah. doctors saying, yeah. no, it's nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. And even IBS, I mean, I remember being told by a doctor, well, IBS is the thing that they tell you when they can't figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) They just throw that one at you and you're like, oh good. I have a non-label label. label." Right. So we're like, but none of it, none of which helps me in this situation. So, but I think it's encouraging that because of people like you spreading the word, because, you know, these other specialists that you've mentioned that it is becoming a little bit more well-known and hopefully they're starting to listen more question mark. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I'm seeing far more literature on it than I ever have. I think it's a great time for the book. Um, 
doctor, my doctors reside in Pimentel are, are publishing a book the same week that the cookbook is coming out called The Microbiome Connection. Um, and that's fantastic. I almost see my cookbook as a companion piece to theirs. Yeah. Um, and I hope that that will help people as well. Yeah, that's lovely. So in your moments that have been kind of on the lower side, <laughs> because I'm sure there have been some, you know, can you tell our audience, like, what are some kind of coping things beyond eating healthy, which I think absolutely we should be buying this book, um, especially if that sounds familiar to you, listener, you should be on the lookout for April 12th to get this, but, you know, just, just mentally, because we are all about resilience here. How did you mentally kind of push yourself forward beyond just, I'm just going to do this because I have no choice. Like, was there anything that you can tell our audience around coping? I mean, I'm, as I said, I'm a problem solver by nature mm -hmm. and pretty, pretty stubborn and never take no for an answer. So <laughs> it was, it wasn't as difficult for me because I just won't stop until I, I find the answer. Um, but in my lowest periods, I have to say that, you know, doing it, I, of course I did it for myself, but I did it for my kids. Right. I didn't want there to be this this cloud in the house around eating and mommy can have this and that and we can't go to this restaurant. And so thinking about them is really what pushed me forward um, and staying on focus. And there was there ever a moment, you know, when the doctors, cause I feel like after you hear again, having haven't been there, after you hear from doctors enough times, like it's you, it's you, it's you, you know, or it's in your head. Like, were there times where you were like, oh, maybe they're right. And I am, and it is in my head. Or were you just always like, you're fucking wrong. <laughs> like, yeah, no, were there any? No, <laughs> you're fucking wrong. <laughs> oh, oh, I, 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 I like you. I didn't doubt it for a second. Good. <laughs> Good. Because I think there's so many people who have been like, oh, well, you're the doctor, you know, better than I do. Right. And then they put their own bodies to the side when actually we know the most about our own bodies. Right. I know. And that relationship with doctors is so interesting. Mm -hmm. Like we put all of our trust into them. You know, I love right. my doctors. I think, um, you know, I'm very fortunate to be able to go and see them, but it's a collaborative process. When I first started seeing Dr. Rezai, I told him that I prefer a holistic approach. And since I believe the antibiotics gave me SIBO or sparked this in my system, who knows? Yeah. Um, I wasn't willing to go on antibiotics. And at first he was a bit taken back by this. Yeah. And he worked with me because I said, no, I'm like right. it's not- You're allowed happen. to. You're allowed to, by the way, guys, everybody. You're allowed to say no to the doctors. <laughs> yeah, they're there to help you. Yeah. Um, so he looked at me and I said, all right, tell me what you would have your wife do. Mm. What's the most effective, effective treatment um, that will get rid of this once and for all? And he put me on an elemental diet, which essentially is feeding tube liquid for 28 days solid. It was probably the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah, yeah, that does not sound like a good time. Nope. 
<laughs> and the taste, I can't tell you how disgusting it is. There's one, one brand that everybody uses. And my husband was sick after smelling it. Oh, I mean, God. it's that, it's that gross. God. And I had to drink this three times or four times a day for 28 days. And I did this four times in one year. Oh my gosh. I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty dedicated if I'm dedicated. <laughs> Obviously. <yeah. laughs> and then after that, my symptoms kept flaring up a little bit here and there. So he put me on herbal antibiotics, which, which seemed to help as well. And, um, and of course the diet I think was, was a huge part of, of my success story because I no longer have SIBO. Um, which is rare. Yeah. I was going to say, cause I knew it was, it's very hard to get rid of fully. Correct. Yeah. And I went to see my nutritionist, Robin, uh, the co-author and I asked her, well, when am I going to get rid of this? When is this going to be over? And she said, well, it's not likely. And I looked at her, I said, no, we haven't met properly. This is not, I'm not going to be. No fucking way. <laughs> We're just going to make that a motto of, I'm going to title this show, No Fucking Way. That's what yeah. I want to do. <laughs> but good for you, because I think, again, like that I have heard that time and time again, ugh, I can't even talk, time and time again about that is that oh, you're screwed, basically. Like I've had doctors be like, let's hope it's not that. <laughs> like when you go for the test and I was like, well, there's got to be a way of you work hard enough on it. Like I would probably be very similar to you where I was like, nope, not acceptable. What's next? So then what did you do after that? When you said not acceptable, you just continued on the diet. I continued on the diet and the elemental drinks. Um, and it went away. Look at that. But I was really strict. Like truly, I, I did not I, I remember going to a restaurant, a really nice restaurant for a friend's anniversary dinner. And I came with my low fermentation eating list <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I yeah. gave it to the chef. It was so embarrassing, but I just, I wasn't willing to, um, to fail again. I didn't have time for it. Right. And I think, and I think oftentimes in those, those positions, it's like, pick your poison right? Like you want to feel like complete shit and you want to have a, you know, brain fog and you want to be bloated and you want to do all this stuff or you want to deal with this, right? So it's kind of like the, the alternative didn't seem like a good time either. So why not pick the one that moves you forward, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. crazy. <laughs> but I think again, kudos to you because I don't think a lot of people would have that level of dedication, especially around the, the drink that you were just describing. And, and I was laughing when you were saying, bringing your list. Cause I have little cards for celiac that I literally hand to waiters and to chefs and restaurants. And I was like, this is what gluten means, <laughs> like, you know, on the daily. Um, and it can be embarrassing, but you know, the, what's the alternative, you know, just falling off the wagon and, and feeling like complete crap, like yeah, well, not, not good. Right. No, no, not worth it. Not worth it. No. So tell me about you today. So do you just, you follow the diet? Like what are, what do you do today? No, um, I eat everything. I like it. Cool. It's, um, you know, within balance every now and then I get scared that, um, I have a flare up, but 
it's it's usually okay. Um, no, I've right. been, yeah. Good, knocking on wood for you right now. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, you know, I think I think a lot of our listeners, and I, you you touched upon it earlier, where it's kind of like nobody wants to talk about it, right? Because it's GI stuff, and nobody wants to touch upon that. But I will have to, I'd have to bet that a lot of our listeners, because what was the stat that you guys sent over? 70 million people in America are walking around with undiagnosed SIBO, right? Is that right? GI issues. Yes, that's right. Um, And I don't know why there's this huge stigma. I mean, we all eat, we all digest. I I don't get it. I don't either. Maybe it's because I have two small boys at home that like, it's not like we talk about it all the time over here. It's like... A lot of fart jokes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> On the daily. <laughs> but but you're right. I mean, I think I think if we can release the stigma, then we'd be able to walk into a doctor's office feeling less shame around our actual like bodies, feeling less shame around these symptoms that and to stop beating ourselves up about them too and thinking it's just us doing the wrong thing. Because a lot of doctors will tell you it's you doing the wrong thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And most women don't get diagnosed because they're too busy. Mm-hmm. And most men won't get diagnosed because they're too embarrassed. Right. It's right. foolish. Well, you know, I understand being too busy, but if you don't take care of yourself, how are you going to take care of your family? Yeah. Yeah. And we're, again, folks, we're not saying like, that is super easy. And by all means, drop what you're doing and go to the doctors, but drop what you're doing and go to the freaking doctors. Right. Like, because to your point, like you don't have time, you have amazing things to be doing. And if this is getting in the way of those amazing things, then, you know, don't take the no. Right. No. And it just creates a bigger problem long-term. Right. Yes. You're just putting, you're putting it off for another day, essentially. Like when, when your body just says, nope, no more. And it takes you out. You don't have a choice in the matter at that point, whether or not you can take yourself off the board for it or your body does, you know, I'd rather do it electively. I feel like I can take care of myself like that than in response to something really bad. Right. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Well, is there any kind of last bits that you want to leave everybody with? You've gone over so much, so much good stuff. And I know there are people who've never even heard of this stuff. So I think it's, it's really great to be talking about. Well, no, I mean, thank you for having me. I just, I truly hope that the book can help people with SIBO and IBS and microbiome issues feel less isolated. Yes. There is hope. You can get rid of it. Um, I'm proof. Yes. So pick up the book and look out for the doctor's microbiome connection um, that has a ton of wonderful information. And of course, you guys could find us at the good lfe.com and on social channels at good lfe official yeah nice nice and i'm and i'm wait i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure i read the book and make i will probably be taking advantage of quite a few of the recipes yes show our folks that are on youtube it's beautiful beautiful. (laughs) it looks beautiful it looks like a coffee table book of amazing food it's so beautiful i'm really proud of it and i I think it's beautiful because it started out as a passion project. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not meant to, you know, be a huge, I'm sure. Well, I hope it's a success, but the only goal here is to help you guys feel less isolated. Yeah. And 
that in itself, like even if it's just one person, which it will not be that read this book, then <laughs> I think it's it's definitely done its job. So you know what? Thank you so much for being here with us, Christina. It's been lovely. Oh, thank you so much. It was really fun. And if you love this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, download, follow, rate, and review. And you know, tell a friend, because who couldn't use a little more resilience in their life, right? See you later.